Hey guys! Wait, what's our intro? <laughs> hey sisters! You're listening to the Follow Him With Us podcast. Where you learn to follow him with us. I'm Katie. And I'm Monica. And we're your, your hosts. hosts. So, so grab, grab your Bible and, and let's go. go. We try to be cute, but it's stinky out here and loud. <laughs> we were like, let's, let's go watch the sunrise at the beach and record a podcast. And then that, <laughs> and there's no sunrise. This man is out here blowing what leaves? Blow them later. <laughs> well, happy new year. Happy new year. And welcome back to our podcast. It's been like six months, but we're back. We, we don't keep, talk about that. We keep saying like every week, like, oh, we should record a new podcast. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, we should. And then we just don't. But here we are. We're not perfect. Actually doing one. This yeah. is why we need Jesus. Yep. <laughs> Imperfect humans. Okay. <laughs> um, today we're talking about come follow me because we set... Okay, we're also going to talk about goal setting, but we set a goal that we are going to record a podcast for the come follow me every week. Yeah. Which we'll see how long that lasts. Probably one week. <laughs> but we're going to try. <laughs> Based off of ours, our streak of like, th- what, three? Two? Yeah. We had a, a two-week streak one time. Oh, we're so good. Because we recorded two in one day. Yeah. But we don't talk about that. Okay. Um, so, we, since it's the new year, we thought we'd talk a little bit about... Uh, bleh, bleh, bleh. We thought we would talk a little bit about goal setting, because goal setting is something that the youth do every year, and our podcast is kind of important. But we're youth. Yeah. We, you're, we're youth in our heart. <laughs> we are youthful adults. Yes. Yes. We're in this awkward stage in our life where, like, we can go to youth activities. And it makes sense. And it makes sense. Because everybody there knows us, our friends still go, mm-hmm. who are, like, a year younger. But then also we can go to... YSA. Yeah, and our And be with 35-year-old <laughs> men at dances. Right. And so we kind of are lucky in that we get to touch on kind of everything. And our yeah. audience isn't really catered to one specific... Yes people yes because sisters include the brothers too yes we're all sisters (laughs) as james charles says hey sisters hey sisters (laughs) okay um a lot of people are setting goals the youth set goals for four four um groups yep um intellectual physical spiritual and social Mm -hmm. right yep okay um (laughs) (laughs) so i guess um we'll just talk about them one at a time yes talk about physical Mm -hmm. physical is you know really important we want to stay healthy and strong and strong and jesus increased in stature yes so we want to increase in stature right and i want i want to be buff exactly that's important not only for your physical health but your mental health too yes staying strong and and healthy is is good. So set physical goals. Yes. One Monica, push up is you good. Set a physical goal for twenty twenty four, didn't you? I thought you said you're gonna work out. Or yes, something. I was. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna work out um, a lot more than I have been. I I should probably finalize that goal a little bit more. Like um, really? What? <laughs> yeah. Like oh yeah, I have a goal. Um, but what day is you know I'm gonna work out and stuff? It's so important to have a plan. You can't just set your goal and be like I'm gonna do this. No. You're gonna forget about it. 
I forgot about mine. You, you're gonna forget you're not gonna be able to do it so setting a plan is so so important yes there's like a statistic i forget what it is but it says you're like i think it's like 80 percent more likely to accomplish a goal if you write it down yeah so write your goals down yeah make a plan yes. and set a set a time in your day yeah or these specific days i'm gonna go work out or whatever get that membership as soon as you do something like that you're more likely to go to the gym right Get that yes. membership at the Y. Yes. Why would you, you waste your money? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And then intellectual. Um, yes, intellectual. Okay. Intellectual goals are important because um, when we die, our knowledge is one of the only things that we can take with us. And, like, as women, if we're going to have kids someday, it's important to, like, have knowledge so that we can, like, teach our kids um, things about the world and to... To know things is good. We don't want dumb children. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to raise children who are just growing up in uh, ignorance, right? No. We want them to learn and grow, and that's by asking questions and reading new things and going to school. So setting goals is important. Yes. As a youth, it's important to set goals to, like, you know, go to school, get mm-hmm. good grades, you know, grow your knowledge that way. Also, spiritually, grow your knowledge. Mm-hmm. Learn about Jesus' life. Learn about the plan of salvation. Learn about all mm-hmm. these things so that you're knowledgeable in that. Yes. And then, um, as an adult, right, mm-hmm. like, listen to podcasts. Mm-hmm. Read new books. Take classes if you want. Like, right. It's very important to learn your whole life and not just, oh, I'm not a youth anymore, so I'm not going to grow anymore. No. No, no, no. We're here to grow our whole lives. Right. We're not here, not here to... Oh, I'm, I graduated high school. I'm all done learning. Yes. I can just be a lazy bum my whole life. Yeah. I made it. I made it. No. You think you're peak at 18? No. <laughs> no. Because listen to us. We just graduated and we know nothing. <laughs> yes. We're learning. Yes. And this podcast is about us learning. Yes. You're so following him with follow, us. Like and follow and <laughs> subscribe. Yes. <laughs> okay. Next is social goals. Um, social goals are important because oh, there's seals right there! Oh, oh my, my gosh, gosh, one second. Okay, you're talking about <laughs> social goals. <laughs> um, so being social is important because, you know, we're not here to be alone in this life and we want to share the gospel with other people and you kind of need social skills to do that because I don't know about you, but I'm not going to take advice on faith or on anything really from some robot that doesn't know anything about social skills or doesn't seem like they genuinely care about me right yeah they need to be a real person exactly so and also like social like we're here we're here to be together god did not put one person on this earth he put like 7.9 billion yeah so we're here to help each other and grow with each other we cannot do anything by ourselves no like some things like showering go to the bathroom i guess yeah well, even then, you did not put that shower there. You did not put that toilet there. You needed somebody else to do it. So true. Somebody works in the sewer for you. Mm-hmm. We need, like, the fellowship of the church Yes. to rely on each other because life is hard. It's going to get hard. So yes. we have to make friends. If you are not making friends, your mental health is de- going to decline. Your physical health is de- going to decline. I don't care if you work out every single day of your life and eat super healthy. If you don't have at least one friend and if you're not talking to anybody, nope. Nope, 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 nope. Not healthy. Nope. Can't change my mind. Nope.
And we're also just here to have fun. Yeah. God did not put us here to be depressed our whole lives. He gave us so many fun things to do. Like, we're at the ocean right now, recording a podcast together, looking at seals and birds diving into the ocean. And then we're going to do a polar plunge. Like, yeah. We're here to have fun. He gave us zip lines and hikes and things. Right. And so setting these goals, these social goals, are important because it's hard. It's hard to make friends. But setting a goal like, oh, I'm going to smile at people I, I walk by. That could be a social goal because who doesn't want to be friends with a smiley person, right? I don't know anybody that does it. Me neither. Maybe Hitler. We'll never know. <laughs> Spiritual goals. <laughs> I wish this stupid thing would. Oh my god! Uh, please stop blowing the leaf. I hope oh. they can hear us at all. I know. Okay, he's going away. Okay, spiritual goals. Um, spiritual goals are obviously very important um, because it's kind of the most important goal. I mean, I don't know. They're all like equally important. But if I was gonna choose one, I'd probably say spiritual because we're here to. The purpose of coming to this earth is to be tested and to learn and to grow and become more like Christ. And I feel like where Christ is definitely excelling, what category Christ definitely excelled with us is spiritual. Yeah. He's yep. definitely definitely the, the hardest goal for us to achieve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we could probably become stronger than him, maybe, physically. I don't I, He was perfect, so I don't, I don't He's know. probably, like, really ripped. But... Yeah. Um... Yes, so setting spiritual goals is very important because we want to become more like Christ and strengthen our faith and our testimonies to do do good things while we're here in this world. Right. Um, I found a talk by President Monson that he gave to the women of the church, so it's special for us, in 2007, and he gave three girls, the three goals for us to meet, not three girls. Okay. <laughs> You're going to meet three different girls <laughs> and on this journey... <laughs> Okay, the first goal is to study diligently. He shared a scripture, John 5, 39. Search the scriptures, for in them ye have eternal life, and they are they which testify of me. Um, the scriptures are literally God's word that we have on this earth, so why wouldn't we want to study them? Mm-hmm. I set a goal last year that I was going to read every single one of God's words. Um, I didn't do it all last year, because that would be a big task. But eventually in my life, I will read every single word that God put in the scriptures yeah because it's crazy when you think about the creator of the universe wrote you a book yeah and then was like here you go read it if you want yeah so you can like you can read it or don't like it's not like like i want you to but like it's your choice like you don't have to yeah but like you you should like i'm I'm just the creator of the world and your soul so (laughs) you know it'd be nice (laughs) So if you could just read the book. Yeah. It's one book. Like, yeah. It's well, not that hard. It's one really big book, but still. It's one book. It's one book. Okay. And then the next goal that he said is pray earnestly. Um, he shared DNC 1938. This is pray always and I will pour out my spirit upon you and great shall be your blessing. God will pour his spirit upon us? Whoa. Please. I Please. want God's spirit. I need that. Um... President Monson said, Prayer is a defense against temptation. It is through earnest and heartfelt prayer that we receive the needed blessings and the support required to make our way in this sometimes difficult and challenging journey we call mortality. Do not pray for tasks equal to your abilities, but pray for abilities equal to your tasks. Then the performance of your tasks will be no miracle, but you will be the miracle. I 
thought this was so powerful. Do not pray for tasks equal to your abilities, but pray for abilities equal to your tasks. Because I don't know about you, My goodness. but when I get like a really hard trial, I'm like, please take this away from me. Yeah. I do not want, what did I do to deserve this? <laughs> what you did to deserve it is you're going to get those abilities to accomplish that thing. And then you're going to be so strong and so much better from it. Like, you earned that trial. God thought that you were strong enough and capable enough and flexible enough, like, not set in your ways, that you can handle that trial. Right. Take it as a compliment. Instead of why me, be like, yay! Yay! I get to break my arm! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Katie and I talk about all the time, we're like, well, I've done this, so... This yeah. can't be that hard. No. You know, like you gain skills and abilities throughout your life. So things just aren't as hard anymore. And I think that's so powerful. Gaining abilities, not um, not trials. You're not collecting your trials. You're no. collecting abilities. <laughs> yes. Um, and the third goal was serve willingly. He said, if we are observant and aware, and if we act on the prop things which come to us, we can accomplish much good. Um, I think it's important how he mentioned that if we're observant and aware, because I feel like if we're just kind of, like, going through life focused on ourselves and looking inwards, we're not going to, like, notice people that, like, might feel left out and they're just not saying anything or, like, um, need help or, you know, like, there's, if you're just focusing on yourself, you're not going to notice other people that you can help. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also think it's important that if... Um, God's not going to, like, send people to you that need your help if he doesn't think that you are, like, ready and capable and prepared to help them. So if you want to serve others and be a friend to people who need a friend, you need to be a friend to people who need a friend. You need to, like, show that you can do it so that God knows that you can do it. Yeah. Sunday at church, we were talking about how um, how missionaries are trying to, you know, bring people to the church. And... They bring a lot of their friends, people who are investigating, to church. And um, these people can sense a fellowship or, or contention in your in your quorums or classes, right? So if you're in Relief Society and there's a bunch of contention, they can feel that. Anybody can feel contention in the mm-hmm. air. And you're, you're not ready and God's not going to ready them to be a part of your class like your class is not ready to receive that person yet so you need to ready yourselves before you can help other people and let them come into the church right yes that's powerful yeah um maybe we could like talk about some goals that we set yeah for the year yep um one of the goals that i set is that i want to make christ my greatest strength um at church they read a scripture that was like you know that Christ is my greatest strength scripture and I've always thought about it like oh like Christ gives us strength but then I thought of it in the way that I want when people talk about like my strengths and they're like oh like what's Katie's like biggest strength I want it to be that they like see Christ in me like that Christ is my greatest strength yeah how are you gonna do that I don't know (laughs) I'm gonna start with just reading the scriptures and trying to strengthen my relationship with him that is the greatest start it's the greatest start of any any goal. <laughs> yes. I have to I have to know things about him first. Yeah. My goal is I've never read the Book of Mormon all the way through. I've I I'm sure I've read all of it, most of it, yeah. At some point, yes. but not like cover to cover. Mm-hmm. Um like an actual book, mm-hmm. you know, like looking for the story and all of that. And uh so 
my goal this year is to read the Book of Mormon. And I always start, I'm, all, I'm always like, I'm going to read the Book of Mormon. And I start, and then I get to like, you know. Second Nephi. Second, yeah, second Nephi. A little bit past that maybe, and then I'm like, mm, I don't know. I just forget, or it's not interesting anymore. Yep. Right? But I'm going to do it this year. Yes. And I, and I set um, little reminders on my phone and everything, and I, I'm... You know, you, you actually have to do it when those reminders go off. Because yeah. I just swipe my reminders away. <laughs> yeah, and then you keep scrolling on TikTok. And yeah. And then you feel guilty. Right. So. Yeah. Well, that's... That's one of our goals. Yes. <laughs> um, I also set a goal to, like, search for myself in the scriptures and, like, find characters mm. that I can relate to and that I see myself in. Because I just think it would make the scriptures more real for me and... That's cool. Keep me keep me engaged and interested in being like, oh, I see. I relate to Lemuel. I hope not. I probably do. <laughs> I probably do, honestly. But Lemuel. you Lemuel's know, like, so relatable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, I just want to find find ways that I have failed, like these characters, and learn learn from their experiences and how God helped them through it. You know what can help you with that? Your patriarchal blessing, because. I love looking at that and looking at the specific words and, like, attributes, I guess you could say, that is in there. And then I guess you could you could probably take those words and then find them in the scriptures. Because that yeah. would be really, really cool. You be could like, just do a search in the Gospel Library yeah. for those words. That'd be cool. That'd be very cool. Another goal just emerged. Yes. <laughs> Another one of mine is to work out. We talked about that one already. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have lots of goals. Yeah. We gotta work on ourselves a little bit this year, yeah. guys. <laughs> it's okay. But in setting goals is important, so we encourage you to to set some goals for yourself so that you have something to work towards. It's it's hard to progress and get better if you don't have any ideas like in your head of how you're gonna get there. Like it right. doesn't just happen, it takes effort. So setting goals is a good way to, to get there. Exactly. Um something that I heard at church was you have to step out of the boat right yes. you have to step out of the boat peter stepped out of the boat. peter stepped out of the boat the other disciples stayed in the boat i don't know why everybody always hates on peter using him as a bad example because he got out of the boat he had the faith to be and it was his idea to get out of the boat it was yeah. his idea to try and walk with christ he saw christ walk in the water and he was like that is sick man i want to do that too. <laughs> I that do is it. so cool and so he had enough faith to get out of the boat with jesus and try to walk with him i can't i cannot tell you right now that i would have enough faith to literally step on the water just just go go do it right now go try (laughs) okay um (laughs) but like i can't tell you that i would have that strong of faith no and it's so important that you do something right it's it's amazing to ask for guidance ask for help Mm -hmm. say lord what do i do next but a lot of the time He's waiting for you to make a move. He's like, if you're struggling, like, hey, go to school or go on a mission. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's like, whatever you decide. Like, both is going to be great for you. Mm -hmm. You need to make a move, and I will direct you from there. And if it's not the right move, he's going to tell you no. Yes. So You definitely will. You've got to step out of the boat. Yes. And what I also love about, this is like one of my favorite scriptures, but what I also love is that he got out of the boat during a storm. 
Yeah. It was during a storm. So we're supposed to come to Christ during the storms in our lives. Christ could have stopped the storm. He could have calmed it. He could have made it easier for Peter to walk on the water and less scary. But he's just there to help us during the storm. He's not going to make it go away. Right. He could have parted the waters and let him walk on the rocks beneath. But he didn't. But he didn't. Because he He... knew Peter needed this to grow. Yeah, he did. Amen. Okay, now that it's finally quiet, ish, they probably can't, maybe they can't, I don't know. Hopefully you can like start hearing the waves and stuff as we get to the more spiritual section, maybe. Yeah. Because, anyway, because nature, nature helps me connect to us. This guy's like yelling now. Oh, it is. (laughs) We're getting a little bit of a sun. Yes. Rise. Rass. Rass. And the day stay. (laughs) So we're going to try this year to do a podcast every week about the Come Follow Me. We'll see how it goes. Um, But this week we're talking about like the introduction to the Book of Mormon, which I think is actually really cool because I don't think I've ever read like like I've read the title page before, but I don't think I've read like the like testimony of the witnesses or like the testimony of Joe Smith. Yeah. And it was really cool to read. Um, so I think we should start with the title page and just go in order. Yeah. Um, I, one thing that I noticed is that I don't have my, my scriptures pulled up, but it said something about, um, the book of Mormon is by the gift of God. It was given to us. It's a gift from God. And I started thinking about like, why do we have the book of Mormon? Like how, you know, why is it a gift? Like I know it is and but I just couldn't put it into words why it was. Right. Um, and then I thought about how, like, we have the Book of Mormon because we learn, like, from history. Like, just, like, we have history class at school because we can learn from the mistakes that people made and um, become better from them and hopefully not repeat them as a society, even though history repeats itself because we're dumb. Um, <laughs> in the Book of Mormon, we see how good God is and we see how, like, some trial, like, the trials that these people go through are like two pages in the book of mormon yeah like the trials that you're going through are so small in comparison to like god's grand plan wow that's cool um and how all things work for god's good like everything worked out like people made mistakes like Laman lemuel didn't do what god wished they would and like a lot of people did that but everything still worked out moroni still buried the plates in them right it still all worked out yeah um the title pages and the introductory mostly are so so important to read because um they're actually they're moronized words these aren't like a modern here is what the book of mormon is about no it's moronized words these are actually words taken directly from the plates and you know, translated just like the rest of the, um, just like the rest of the Book of Mormon. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's important not to skip because these are also (laughs) Moroni's words or God's words through Moroni. Yeah. They're, he's telling us like why he wrote the book. Right. Um, you, you, in the introduction, you, you tell them what you're going to tell them. Then you tell them. Mm-hmm. Then in the last bit, you tell them what you told them. Yes. So, basically, in That's the title page, yeah, he says he says a lot about 
covenants, Christ, and becoming spotless. Okay, and that's Moroni's words. And then, I just think this is cool. So I don't know if this is going off a little on a little tangent. But then, in Moroni, um, chapter 10, the last verses, he talks about that again. He talks about covenants, coming to Christ, and then through Christ you can become spotless. And then at the end, he says it again. And so I just think it's cool because it's not like he's... It's not like he wrote the book and then at the introduction was like, this is what it... I mean, he did say this is what it's about. Mm -hmm. But... I'm sure he was like, hey, this is what it's going to be about. And then he wrote about that, right? And so instead of being like going backwards, it just kind of like goes in, goes in order. If that makes any sense. I think he did go backwards. You think he did? Yeah, well, I... he didn't write the whole Book of Mormon. He just wrote that little bit at the end. Right. After yeah. I think he read through it and he thought about it and he like wrote his section, what he thought he should add, and then he like put it all together and then wrote yeah. the, the title thing. Probably came last actually. I I don't know. I'm sure that he did kind of put a lot of thought into it. But I think too he was like, This is what it's gonna be about. Because I mean nothing's really more important than those covenants, right? Like what to do, Christ and becoming spotless through Christ. I don't know. That's what I think. We'll never know. Well, we can ask him. Yeah. <laughs> when we get <laughs> <One> there. Day, <laughs> if we get there. Um, I also like how it mentions that we have the complete gospel. Like it says it's like the fullness of the everlasting gospel. Because we have the Bible, which is really cool. And we learn a lot from it. And it has a lot of good info in it. But the Book of Mormon is the complete and total gospel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. The Book of Mormon and... The Bible also have so many similarities. The The writers in the Book of Mormon, each one of the writers, is just assuming that you've already read the New Testament. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, they've read that. They're going to they're gonna be caught up on yes, this. Yes. Um, so it, there's so many similarities and so many of the same stories but from different point of views Mm -hmm. which makes it really cool it's easier to understand and it's just like once you receive that witness for yourself that it's another testament um it just becomes like that much more clear and i don't know helps you that much more yes i like it okay moving on to the where is it the title page the last one was the title page this was the introductory page sorry um um something that i really liked that it said was a man would get nearer to god by abiding by its precepts than by any other book um i noticed this because i've heard a lot of people like just on social media like posting like what their goals are for 2024 they said that they want to get closer to god this year and so i was like what it said a man would get nearer to God by abiding by its precepts than by any other book. So there's literally no other way in the world to get closer to God than by reading and abiding by the Book of Mormon. So I wanted to like kind of understand, like I kind of had a general idea of what abiding by its precepts meant, but I wanted to get a better idea. So I looked up precept and it said that the definition, this is just on Google, is a general rule intended to regulate behavior or thought. Um, and abide is to accept or act in accordance with. Mm. Um, I like how it says that abide is an action because conversion is not passive. It takes action and effort to be converted to the gospel and come closer to God. Like you said, like Christ is there, but you have to come to him. So 
Yeah. I like that. It's it's an action. Mm-hmm. So action is there's no better way to get closer to God than through action. Right. And that's something that helps me so much when I'm going through a trial is what do I need to do right now? Because for me, when everything gets so um, overwhelming, like there's just so much going on, I need like a plan of action. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. Enough. What do I need to do right now? You can give me a plan for like, okay, you need to, you need to do all of this, right? But even even if the plan is too big, I'm not gonna. That's great. I need something to do right now. So yes. give me something to do right now. Yes. So I, I love that. Me too. I like I like having like a, a guideline. Like I I love yeah. the talks at conference where they give like bullet points. Yes. Do this 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 yeah. and this. Step I'm like, one. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. Yes. I can do that. This I can do. <laughs> Yeah, because, oh, great. I can I can read the scriptures. Tell yeah. me how, though. Yes. <laughs> Give, where do I start? Yeah. What do I look for? Mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can read just mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> I learned how to read. Yeah. But. That's, that's the thing, though, is it's a personal journey. Right. The personal journey. And it's different for everyone. Yeah. So you just have to kind of, that's why we need God, is that no one except God can tell us how to do it. Yep. We're about to get... We're going to get stuck on this log <laughs> because the tide is coming in underneath the log that we're on. Why do the waves get so big all of a sudden? I don't... I kind of... Okay. Should we move? Yeah. Okay. okay. One second. <laughs> okay, well, we decided to just stay here because the wave sounds are cool, so... Yeah, and we can... We, we'll be okay. We were planning on doing a polar plunge anyway. We yeah. might just have to jump in. <laughs> um... So, in the introduction is also the first time we get a little sneak peek that um, it says, in addition to Joseph Smith, the Lord provided 11 others to see the gold plates for themselves. So, we get a little sneak peek at our witnesses, our special witnesses, it says, um, of of the truth and divinity of the Book of Mormon. The written testimonies are included um, in the testimony of the three witnesses and the testimony of the eight witnesses okay and then moving on and then there's those pages (laughs) yes so um there's a there's a difference between so there's 11 witnesses 12 if you include um joseph smith and actually 13 if you include um mary Whitmer, who um, was uh, David Whitmer, he he brought the pl- he brought the plates to his family's farm for mm-hmm. Oliver Cowdery to um, scribe. Yeah. Um, so really, there's thirteen. Mm-hmm. How, but okay. So what makes what makes the the um, the the three and the eight right, different different is that the three had a supernatural, you could say, witness. God showed it to them. God showed, yeah, God showed it to them. He actually, he, they um, have been interviewed lots of times. Mm-hmm. They actually were excommunicated from the church. Mm-hmm. They, um, I think a couple of them rejoined the church, actually. I think so. But um, they have very strong feelings against Joseph Smith, which is interesting because he excommunicated them, but have never denied 
their testimony of the Book of Mormon. Which is really powerful. So, so powerful. Imagine you are excommunicated from this church, but you're like, I mean, I saw what I saw. Yeah. Like, they just aren't, they never, ever denied it. Yeah. If they were making this stuff up, they would have been like, I hate Joseph. This is, now's our chance. We're gotta, we gotta tell the world what really happened. Right. But they, they didn't because it's true. Yeah. They saw um, a glorious light. They said it's not like a like a bright light. They said it was more glorious. Um, they saw an angel appeared with the plates and other records, a uh, breastplate, the sword of Laban, um, the urine and th- thummim. I'm going to say that wrong. Urine and thummim. Yeah. Uh, and the liahona. They heard God's voice declaring what the angel had shown them was true and to go and tell the world. <sighs> Imagine... Imagine. 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 And they, and you can say, you can, you can go ahead and say that they had a shared hallucination. Sure. But what about the other eight witnesses? Yes. They actually saw the plates. In person. Yeah. They didn't have a supernatural. They had a very natural. They held the gold. They felt it. They did. They did. They saw. Yes. And they scribed Yes. They they wrote it. They read it. Yes. Whoa. And what I think is so cool is that just like them, like we're just like them. We're also witnesses of Christ. We've seen the truth of the Book of Mormon. Like yeah. we can't deny it. We know that it's true for us in our lives. And so we also are called to stand as a witness of Christ at all times and in all things and in all places. <laughs> yep. It's true. And that's a lot of witnesses that is that how can you how can you go up to 12 different people 13 different people Mm -hmm. and say um what you saw wasn't true yeah even though you have 12 other friends Mm -hmm. telling you that you saw what you saw that you saw it with them with them like you can't that's just not if i was on trial now Mm -hmm. if i was on trial and i had 13 witnesses Mm-hmm. I'm sure I would win that case. Yeah. I had 13 people see what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> like. We we saw it. Yeah. And all our stories are the same. None of us are like, tell, you know, they're not catching little lies. In right. And the, the witness. It's all the same. It's, they're all united in the same witness. So. Wow. I liked the study this week. I thought it was cool since I'd never really read through the whole thing before. Yeah. Um, it's a good way to start off yes. the year. Yes, now we know what we want to focus on in the Book of Mormon and how it's going to help us, why it's important. Mm -hmm. What goals we want to set to better ourselves in all those different aspects. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. I hope that you enjoyed the podcast, even though there was, like, a leaf blower the whole time. But then you (laughs) have some pretty waves at the end. It sounds so cool with the waves. It does. It really does. I hope you guys can hear it. Yes. Well, we're going to go jump in the ocean now. Yep. So. So. This might be the last time you hear from us, but... (laughs) Have a good day. Or life. Bye. Bye.